Welcome to Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host, Passion to Reach's founder and director, Fanu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing good, Emily, and I am excited about another Mission Connect podcast, and we have a guest on the show today. We do. Yes, this is a reminder to all our listeners that the purpose of this podcast is to help connect you with the mission of God for your life and to help you connect others to their mission. And today we have a guest here who is... In the world of media and technology, he is uh, serving in multiple, two multiple ministries and churches in that area, and he's seen people's lives impacted around him. So, and he's got an incredible testimony as well. So, we're very excited to welcome Caleb to the show. Welcome, Caleb. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Caleb, I love the fact that you're in front of the mic now as opposed to behind the console. So uh, all of you that listen to the Mission Connect podcast, Caleb's actually the one that produces uh, this podcast as far as putting everything together from a tech audio uh, standpoint. And so, Caleb, we are so thankful for everything you do every week of this podcast and uh, super excited that you're in front of the mic today thanks there's a reason why i don't go in front of the mic but it's all right i don't mind talking as uh, you guys i know. think you could talk brother <laughs> <laughs> so caleb why don't you give us a bit of background about uh who you are your testimony and and what's brought you to here oh well well where do i start i guess uh i've been walking with the lord now for about 12 years now but it was uh it was a funny story you know coming out of high school and you know, being that, uh, I guess you could call subpar student, uh, really didn't really give much care to, to, to school. I was more about having fun and going out to play and all so on and so forth. And then the, 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 almost like the two last years of high school were kind of complete right off for me and, uh, started, you know, started drinking, partying and just, how to say, wasting time, you know, wasting my life and, and, and putting other things before me and, given those things priority and it kind of it kind of overtook my life you know uh, i didn't i ended up not graduating high school which was kind of a sore spot for me especially in my late, in in my later years now because i was like man i had the chance and i was so close and yet i didn't do it so now looking back i looking back now it's it's kind of water under the bridge now but but really in those days i was just i was that was not really where i wanted you know what I was interested in anyways so you know I would you know try to grow up fast and and you know started you know with drugs and stuff and and so on and so forth um my family my family came from a Christian background but they're not really they weren't really like solid believers in the sense that they were they were sold out you know what I mean they would we would go to church every so often especially those uh, those evenings where they would have food you know like you know people come out of the woodworks for those <laughs> <Yeah>. ones <laughs> yeah That's so right. we um we used to, you know, we used to go every so often, and then we would find an excuse why not to go. And really, at the end of the day, it was just really us making excuses why we didn't want to go and didn't want to be in that environment. So my parents made a, a hard transition, though, like in my early 20s, and decided to, you know, really sell out their, sell out their lives for God. And, and they did it. And, you know, subsequently, after a while, you know, the Lord kept, you know, speaking to me and, 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 and doing these things because I always knew about him, you know what I mean? I always, my grandparents grew, you know, were strong believers to the day. My, my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago, but man, he was like solid, you know what I mean? Like dedicated, you know, that was an old school mentality, you know, that they're to serve. That was their whole identity. Right. So really that's where it all stemmed from. And then 
I guess the rest is history, you know what I mean? Since I received Christ in about 2004, man, it's been, it's been crazy. I've had a lot of experiences, a lot of fun ones, you know, a lot of life changes, you know. Uh, I started playing music at the age of 20, I think it was 23. And then that took me places where I didn't imagine, you know, I got to open up for a, a couple of great artists, you know, and I got a couple, do a couple of, you know, be on TV shows and stuff like that. Where I was like, wow, this is something that I never expected, you know what I mean? So it's just, that's really where it really comes down down to the testimony because it just things have just changed completely so so tell us uh caleb before we move on from this point but how did you have that encounter with christ that really transformed you uh that sort of set the course for the rest of your life well it was it was it was crazy because uh um i had gone to like a youth retreat and i always made a habit to go to these youth retreats because yeah you know what i did make friends with uh with some of the youth at, my, at the ministry where my parents were attending and so on and so forth uh and i went to this one youth retreat and it was it was nuts, man. I just, the Holy Spirit just came down on me like I wasn't, you know, like I've never experienced, never even imagined. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit because I knew about God and I knew about the Holy Spirit, but there was never, had never been an encounter. And I, I could, I remember saying that night that I feel like I was in a hole that, you know, I couldn't dig myself out. You know what I mean? I'd gone so deep and, and stuff. And it was, it was just, it was just like um, heavy, but I was still living a life that, wasn't Christ-centric, you know what I mean? I was still living a life that I would do what I want. So when I went back to my old neighborhood and after this whole retreat, there was a battle, you know what I mean? Like uh, smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana, like there was just a constant battle because all my friends did it, you know what I mean? And that was how we related. You know, there was not a moment in time or a moment in the time we spent together that I wasn't, we weren't indulging in some kind of substance, you know what I mean? So it became a struggle that's, that one summer, and I think it was summer, I think it was summer 2003, if I remember correctly. And I decided, forget this. I don't care about the experience that I had in, in this retreat and so on and so forth. But man, God didn't forget. And I had this six, like this, this, this moment where I was, you know, we were doing, we was to go party and we still do, you know, what I use cocaine and, 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 and really I like, I'm going to get blunt and then we get serious. Cause this is where I come from at the, the down, the coming down of a high or cocaine high is, uh, it is weird because either you want more because you want to keep it going or you just, you really want to die <laughs> because you really want to go to sleep. You're, you're in, you're in, the, it's 5, 5 a.m. and you're wide awake and you're tired and it was just like this conflict inside you, you just like can't handle it. Um, it got to the point where it was so bad that I started uh, hearing, hearing voices, you know what I mean? Like, but they weren't audible, but it was just like there was something in my head and it was bugging me and I couldn't sleep. And the only way that I could actually actually get to sleep when I, in those days was so my mom would wake up in the morning and see me in my room and I'd be like wide awake. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't sleep. So she would pray for me and then eventually I would fall asleep. You know, later on in life, I come, I come to understand that it was a spiritual struggle. You know what I mean? Because the Lord had marked me already, especially in that retreat. You know, the Holy Spirit had come in me. So there was this conflict, the Holy Spirit versus my flesh and what I wanted to do to, you know, to where God wanted to take me. And it was just, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. And then uh, it was New Year's 2000 and 2003 going to 2004 when I just, I was the last time, it was funny because I was the last time I was partying, we were drinking and smoking. And I have a habit of calling my mother, you know, at, at midnight. And, and so I called her and I'm like, hey, mom, I'm okay, I'm alive, you know, so on and so forth, just because she would say, I don't care where you are or what you're doing, just call me and let me know that you're okay, right? Uh, later on in life, I, I, I came to discover that my mom, all those years that I partied, she never slept a wink and went to work like that every morning. Uh, which was like, wow, she goes, she just couldn't. It was impossible for her. Well, 
she's my mother, right? And I'm always gonna be her baby. And so, so yeah, so that night, I, when I called her, I told her, listen, and I was just, something came over me and I just started crying over the phone. And I'm like, you know, as a grown man, you know what I mean? 5'11", you know, 250 pounds, just started bawling on the phone to his mother. And I told her, listen, I'm gonna be at church next weekend. Mm. And it's been, and so said, so, so done. The next, the next weekend I was in church. You know, walked to the altar, gave my life to the Lord, and like the like I said, the rest is kind of history. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's where I come from. In a nutshell, if, you know, if we get the details, we'll be here for like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot, and you know, that's the beautiful thing about the Lord that He's able to do so much uh, in so such a short span of time. That there are these encounters you can have with God. Like you said, you don't even know what comes over you, but it's like God divinely intervening in your situation and uh what you know i guess from a human uh humanistic natural perspective could take years of counseling or therapy or uh you know all the stuff god can do uh in such a short period of time so that's just incredible but i really want to move on from there caleb to uh, how did you come to a place like we know what you do now and what you're involved in and all the impact that you can you're making but how did you come to a place of of identifying the mission of God for your life the direction of God the you know I always tell people the mission of God for your life is like the platform we're not saying that you only do one thing for the rest of your life but it's like you, you sort of have this sense of this platform I mean I have some room to move here but this is pretty much the area where God's called me how did you get to that place so you you didn't really graduate from high school but I'm sure you got into some sort of an initial job of some sort and and transitioned but just walk us through that yeah uh, well yeah I, like uh, my early walk with christ i had a lot of struggles especially at workplace because i was at a workplace that kind of uh saw me transition from from you know this care uh careless individual you know late for work doing all this to this guy that was always on time and start stopped taking smoke breaks and stuff and just trying to walk out his life but it, it, the the residue of the old person kind of overshadowed the changes that I that are going through. But you know, God has a plan for everything, and you know, sometimes we kind of forced to be in a particular particular place that God doesn't even want us to be there. So, anyway, so I ended up transitioning out of that, and then kind of unemployed for a while. Uh, but unemployed, but God, but God's faith, faithfulness, just you know, never missed a payment to any kind of bills or anything that I had to do. You know, what I mean, there was always enough and then some. You know, so. After that, I was after 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 a couple months of, of just like sitting on unemployment. Really, basically, uh, I took that time to just study the Word, and you know, study the you know, study the Old Testament, and, and just keep growing in God. And and it's funny because God kind of took me away from a couple of, from people in itself, not to you know completely like disengage myself from anybody, but to focus on myself and to grow. You know, and some people didn't understand it. Some people took it as you don't really care about us or you're kind of being selfish but i'm like well you know what at this point in life this is what the lord wants me to do i'm gonna do it so i did that and i grew and then lord up the lord up opportunities you know when it's like when the when the when the river dried up you know god brought the raven you know fed the prophet and then when you know before and then after the raven finished he moved them somewhere else you know what i mean so he moved me towards the provision right so i ended up working started working construction doing basement renovations man and it's like it's funny because my dad be like you're not go to school or study because you're gonna end up working construction like i am so and it's funny because i ended up doing i ended up doing it um later on in life I actually became his boss and i was like coming full circle which was which is interesting <laughs> but um but yeah so then i worked i ended up like i said i ended up working construction and then like 
I would start with a company, we work for a little bit, and then there was no more work. Then I start with another company, work for a while, there was no more work, until I finally got into what was like my, like I said, what's in my bread and butter, finished carpentry. Mm-hmm. I started working with a company that my dad got me in, and uh, we worked with them for a, I worked with them for about six years, right? Uh, and and that taught me everything I know. You know, I decided to go. I went to school, went to study, finished carpentry at the local union, and I started doing a whole bunch of things that started making me grow to the point where I became a foreman, like the one of the youngest guys at the company. I became a foreman of the company, running multi-million dollar jobs. Uh, a particular company, I remember that my last job in particular, they uh, this company requested me to to manage the site uh well the carpenters on site because they just like the way i worked and and you know young guy different mentality different stuff and especially in the construction field there's just a lot of uh, old like old mindsets right so we changed a few things like that and then i was doing good i was enjoying it i was enjoying that in that point i was you know i would say there was mr caleb because i was important you know what i mean i would show up to the job site people were looking at me for direction but in 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 that whole in that whole like um and that whole moment, you know, God was, uh, I had, I had been hearing the word of God, you know, and God speaking to me about my sonship and understanding that my purpose is not really in, in, embodied in what I do, but in who I am. And that really changed my life. That really changed my perspective and, and understanding that, you know, my purpose in life is just to know God and to listen to his direction. And for the most part, I, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a ministry where everything was about what you did. You know, so we have to, you have to do something for the Lord, do something for the Lord. Where God, at the end of the day, God is just saying, I want you to be my son. And then the doing will come, you know, the doing will come because I need that to be the, the, the key factor of why you do things. Because what happens if I build my identity on one thing that I do and I no longer can do that thing? And my entire identity is shot. And so I came to the understanding and I was just like, wow, blew my mind. And, you know, I was, I was uh, talking about, you know, being, you know, being a musician. And I always had that, that uh, fascination with music and with sound and, and stuff. And so at that point, when I'm starting to realize these things, I decided I'm going to go back to school, you know. And, I'm, and, and I just, mar- just married, not even a year. And so I decided I'm going to go back to school and, and, and take this plunge. And, you know, between me and my wife, lots of debt. You know what I mean? How are we going to pay for this? And so on and so forth. But we, you know, we jumped in. Uh, my wife was really supportive. And so we jumped right into it and, and went to the school. Like, went to the first, uh, went for the tour of the school. And then like a week later, I was like sitting in the in the office. And I was like, okay, let's let's sign up. Let's do this, right? And God was faithful. And, uh, again, God's faithfulness. And it's like a, a reoccurring theme in my life that I, we ended up paying out-of-pocket cash for school, about $15,000 in one year wow. without any debt. Which is almost like unheard of nowadays because everybody's like racking up school debt. You know what I mean? So, so I, what did you go to? Uh, so I went to uh, I went I went to a school to study uh, music and, and and sound recording. Wow. So uh, in my whole mentality, it was you know my whole mentality going this. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna be the best audio engineer that I can possibly be, and and so that people you know that excellence will just radiate it. And then people that I would normally not have contact with would want to request and work for me. So I wanted to take what I did in the construction field and and do that, you know what I mean? And do that in the audio field, right? Um, it's, so Caleb, just, just to go back there, you know, construction to um, audio engineering, this area of media, was there like a initial, like one moment where it was like, this was our... This was the moment of transition, or was it a process where God was showing you where He was taking you into? Well, it was. Uh, there's a. There's a. There's a. There's a story behind that too, as well. And um, I. I had this dream. 
I had this dream uh, and it was, actually it was a kind of like a reoccurring dream where I would find myself in meetings. It's, it's kind of it's hard to talk because it's like some, a particular meeting of a particular organization that we is known not to be the godliest organization and being there as an undercover agent in this dream. Um, but finding myself completely against them like completely like with a mission to expose them you know and they hold a very you know this this organization holds a very strong hold on the media field especially especially in what we get uh, what gets fed to us through our pro through programming and through what we listen to and through all that stuff and i didn't understand the dream at that time but in the whole transition of changing careers and and going to school and and opening up a media company with uh, with a few friends of ours, that I got the understanding of what this whole big picture was, right? So I knew that I had to do something, but I and but I I knew that it couldn't all be church based, you know. It had to be had to be able to impact it. I had to be able to impact the environment that 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 is most prevalent, which is you know the secular world, and I couldn't do that being mediocre. You know what I mean? So I had to be, I had to be excellent. I had to be good. I had to be good. But at the end of the day, I had to trust the Holy Spirit and his direction and where he was leading me to. So that's kind of like the moment where I, where I said to myself, this is it. This is where I need to be focused in, and, you know, and I'm, I'm not opposed to, to change, you know, cause this season may pass and, you know, the Lord may have me do something else later. But at the end of the day, this is how I realize, you know, by understanding my identity in him, and just being obedient now i've you know i've come to i've kind of come full circle now and that's how you that you went into audio engineering from there you, or this yeah. was yeah so audio engineering was like the like the, my go-to mm -hmm. I, that was what I, that's what i wanted to be i wanted to be an engineer i wanted to work in studios and so on and so forth but i guess you know that kind of those i guess the industry is not what it used to be so things have changed. So it caused me to evolve as, as from an audio engineer to more of an audio video technician, which is a little bit more complex than what I, what uh, what I went to in the first place. But it God has given me this gift that I pick these things up pretty quick, and and it's giving me the opportunities to work at different places. You know, work in different uh, ministries where giving me, gives has given me access to just keep growing and keep learning and so on and so forth. So that's really helped me. And then. I really haven't pursued it. It's just the Lord just keeps providing the opportunities here, you know, everywhere I go. So you talked about using it to, um, you know, in churches, but also you really felt that you wanted to influence the secular world, but with a Christian perspective. So have you, uh, you know, what are some practical ways you've done that? Or is there a story how you've been able to maybe influence um, a, a culture that's very heavy on the secular side of things? Uh, well, yeah, actually, currently I'm actually working with, a, I work with the AV company currently right now. Uh, I'm a freelancer for them. And it's funny because there was this one, one, one friend of mine who he, he said to me the other day, he's like, I don't know why. When I first met you, I had this, this, this love for you for some reason, right? And then now as I'm talking to you, I understand why. And that's because I was sharing to him, I was sharing my faith, but I wasn't sharing the faith that he was used to hearing, you know? Because he comes from Latin America, so it's a very high uh, Catholic background, right? And a very, 
high judgmental mentality of people. And it's just, that's fine, because those are my people. Like, I understand them. And he said, to, and I show him that, listen, I'm here to love you. You know what I mean? And, and that's why God sent me to just just to love, be an extension of his love to you and, 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 and accept you, you know what I mean? And understand you, you know what I mean? And so he became, it, be, it became this, this thing where it's like, now I'm in, now I'm in the middle of these guys who are like, you know, heavy rockers, like really listen to some, I could honestly say some seriously demonic, <laughs> demonic groups, but are in love with me as an individual. But it's not because of me. It's because of the way I just, I decide to show them God, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's no condemnation. You know, God didn't come to condemn, you know what I mean? He came, you know, he came to save the world. You know what I'm saying? Those who don't want to accept him, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I have a mission just to be Christ and, you know, be salt and light. And that's all I try to re really try to do it in that aspect. That's incredible. And also, you know, from a, that's from a secular perspective, not from a from a church perspective, a Christian perspective. You know, part of what we talk about in this podcast, Caleb, mm -hmm. is how do you, uh, how are you helping people connect with God's mission for their life? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, sound and video and the whole tech part of ministry, the reality is we're moving into a season and an era in church world where that's becoming more prominent. And I think partly because churches are being forced to move into that area because the world has caught on to that so much that we're almost, you know, um, we're raising a generation of kids. I mean, I have friends who have kids who, you know, their one-year-old or their two-year-old can, can uh, you know, log into their iPad and, and knows their way around, you know, uh, their, their smartphone. And, yeah. and so we're living in a world where children are growing up uh, in this world of screens and and visual stimulation right. and sound and high-quality production that right. they're so used to. This is all around them. Right. And the church is being forced to move into that area. And the truth is, historically, we were uh, the church was just um, communicating through uh, words. It was right. all you know verbal communication, right. right? But now we're being forced to communicate in other ways because we find we're not able to retain people's attention. Right. So obviously, this is an area of high growth right now in the church world. And tell us how you've been uh, helping in that area, and maybe some stories of. You know, people that have connected with God's mission for their life because of some of those things that you have worked with. Yeah, I guess we uh, we live in the touchscreen generation now, I guess. You know right. what I mean? Most kids, you know, well, you're right. Most kids do know how to operate an iPad at the age of two. They know how to swipe. They know how to pick, you know, their their, their apps and so on and so forth. So sure. I think, honestly, I think is a, I think the church is playing catch up. Yeah. Honestly, and it's unfortunate. But it is what it is, and and it's that's caused me to kind of you know be a little more passionate about particular things and 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 pursuing excellence, in, especially in the church. Because yeah, you're right. You can go and catch an excellent show anywhere you want. You know what I mean? Anywhere, and, and, and you know what I mean, just like in a local park or in a theater and so on and so forth. And it's 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 we're losing a generation of people because of the lack of interest in this area. You know what I mean? Not saying that it's the end all. Right to to it all because it's all about God and His Spirit and His Word at the end of the day. But I think we need to get a little more. We need to just get a little more creative in how we put it out there. Right, we we live in an age where it's an information age. Ever since the internet, you know, became became prevalent and popular, everything is easily easily 
accessible to you now you know any kind of information you know just google it right, right. straight like you need I, I use it all the time you know when i'm when i'm stuck on something i just google it because it's available for well, me well just that you know it's funny guys just the term google it i mean it's yeah. become part of our <laughs> yeah. vocabulary for sure yeah. which if you yeah. think about it you know five ten years ago google was a company i mean to say google it, was, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even it, exist yeah it's become a verb and a noun you yeah, know what i mean right. so <laughs> so now um so now we you know we need to do these things and so uh part of my home church we've we've, uh, we've uh, created and produced this talk show called Kingdom Living Now which is it's it's very interesting because it's a it's a roundtable discussion between you know between pastors and understand that under, under trying to understand and give understanding give understanding to people about God's kingdom and God's ultimate plan at the end of the day and and, and this and just an open honest conversation right and and it's been and it's been like it's been a journey because it's been a struggle because you know like most churches we all we run on we run on on uh, on donations right and a lot of this a lot of the work that's happened has been out of pocket stuff from from our member from people that actually work on the team right uh and being one of the one of the i guess the technical lead over stuff it's been a lot of not just a lot of stress but just a lot of hard work because you know from having budgetary issues where you don't have the equipment that you want to use and so on and so forth so it's been a struggle but you know luckily we're now into our second season now and we've seen the the impact that it's had um just a couple actually a couple of weeks ago well i was uh, i was in a service and i was sitting by the soundboard and we were gonna they were gonna have a baptism right and because i'm, I'm constantly helping different churches i'm not always in service so this time I was actually uh, I've I made a decision for a while I've been I'm gonna be sitting in service and kind of just take in taking the word and just receive. But the Lord had me there that one day and and they're gonna have a baptism and I was like oh it's interesting because it's not usually the usual day for baptisms but the pastor started explaining saying that uh, there was a gentleman in the ministry who tuned in to YouTube and watched an episode of the show and through watching the episode he watched another episode and watched another episode and watched another episode and he came to the ministry found the church and received Christ and got baptized and then that particular day where I was in the ministry in in the in the building for service the rest of his family was getting baptized and this is all from 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 work that we don't even see because we just yeah. put you know some days we you know we go in there for, for to shoot and we're shooting Eight eight hours, nine hours, and then I have maybe I have another event to go to in the evening. So I'm my days have become 14, 15 hour days, and the next day I'm exhausted. And then I sometimes I wake up and I ask myself, and I have an I have an honest human moment. I'll be like, I want to stay in bed today. I don't really want to go. But then moments like that encourage me, like it's worth it. At the end of the day, if one person gets saved from from us all this effort, you know what I mean, and you know if somebody's life gets impacted, then to me it's it's all worthwhile. Yeah, I think that's incredible, and I think the whole idea of communicating um, the word and communicating God's purpose through media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you said, you just have no clue where that video can go to. You know, who can share that to with with you know a friend or a family member yeah. that could then come to an understanding and uh, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And this is really, you know, part of our whole mission with doing this podcast as well, is to equip Christians to uh, live out their mission uh, for God. But I also think, and as you were talking, Caleb, I thought of another area. I said, 
But what about young men and women that are called like you were called? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you started off, like you said, you didn't really have clear understanding about the whole media world and exactly what God was going to do through right. you, right? You've sort of been on a journey discovering that. Right. But what if there are young men and women that are actually desiring uh, because they have a passion for it, but they're like, oh, how do I use this for God? Right. And then looking at someone like you, being around someone like you, they could hopefully connect, uh, you know, the dots and say, yeah, I have this gift of this talent, this inclination to learn right. this to be good at this but oh look at Caleb I, you know here's how he's using it right. to make a difference yeah well honestly honestly and truly it's 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 funny because I was thinking as you were saying that I'm like man I've gone through a lot of struggles getting to this point right uh fin- financially like being to the point where I'm like we got ten dollars to make sure that we get have dinner for tonight you know like eating hot dogs and and, and spaghetti like wow. <laughs> but because I just know that the Lord called me to this. You know what I mean? And I say, I put this in perspective. I was making $80,000 a year. And like I told you guys, I was Mr. Caleb when I was working construction to, to making almost nothing, you know, to live in, to live in straight by faith. And, and God has, you know, been so faithful that he's opened up, opened up opportunities. But what I say to a young person is really at the end of the day, like it's, and this may, this may shock some older generation, and it's not about your, and the truth is, it's not about your education. It's not about how many letters you have behind under your name. It's, it's if, are you doing what the Lord has asked for you to do in obedience? And are you, are you open to, to, to receive that? Because if that's, that's the key. Are you open to listen to his voice? Are you, do you know his voice? Do you know who you are? in him before anything else because you know what i've 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 i run into many talented people not in the just in the church but in the world like they are very talented very gifted um a lot brighter than i am but yet they're over over occupied with the job itself that you don't give god room to uh to to guide you and to steer you in the direction because at the end of the day i have not forced a thing i have not I haven't forced anywhere I've gone. Um, it's just been opportunities to keep on popping up and keep on popping up and keep popping up. And not every opportunity that comes up have I taken because I always have to make sure that I go back to God and say, God, is this the right opportunity? What do you want me to do? Um, even with the entire talk show, with this uh, Kingdom Living Now talk show, I even question myself, like, God, is you really want me to do this? And in being obedient, God says, okay, just be obedient, make yourself available, and watch me do the work. And at the end of the day, that's what I trust in, that he's going to, you know, he's going to, you know, he gives the growth. You know what I mean? We do the work. We do the watering, you know, and, and the planting, but he gives the increase. So at the end of the day, it's really up to him. Well, listen, uh, Caleb, I think this has been a great podcast. Just talking about how God finds people in such diverse situations, helps them transition, helps them find their way back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I really believe ultimately we all started from God, but we sort of drifted away, of course, yeah. you know, in our own, uh, just, I guess, trying to find fulfillment. And, and to see how God has brought you out of everything you talked about, you know, the drugs, the cocaine, all that stuff, and then brought you in to a relationship with him and in really a supernatural, you know, way, an encounter, you know, and then from there using some, you know, and, and, and I love your story because it's like, you know, people can say and judge and say, oh, you haven't even got your high school diploma and all of this. And, you know, can God really use you? And yet it's incredible how God's placed skills within you. And as you were talking, I thought about, 
when Moses went up the mountain and God was talking to him about building the tabernacle and, and God started identifying people and he said, you know, this person, I've given him this skill. That person, I've given him that skill. Just bring them together because that's how you're going to build the tabernacle. And, and it's incredible how, you know, we can say, you know, in my line of work, if you will, it's like you have to go to Bible college, you have to have your theology degree, you've got to be able to speak and communicate and write and all this stuff. You know, and, and, and a lot of times, like I said, somehow we've made the pulpit the center of ministry in a church, but that's not true. You know, God can use people with a variety of different skill sets and abilities and things that may, may not seem significant in a traditional church perspective that today God is saying, no, I can use you too. You know, you've got video capabilities or audio. What is your passion? I can utilize those that passion to make Spread a difference gospel. in people's lives. Yeah, you know, that's exactly it. I was thinking that as Caleb was t telling the story earlier, and sometimes we don't see uh, the significance in, in areas that uh, we have been gifted in. And so being able to draw that out of young people or the people that are on your teams and being able to go, you might be sitting back here in the soundboard, but unless there was this soundboard and the microphones and those people up front wouldn't wouldn't be heard or the message to that family wouldn't have been spread without people behind the cameras. And so we have to see significance in every um, in every area that God's places in and all the skills that he's given us. And, and, and the reality that, you know what, sometimes it's going to be a sacrifice that you have mm -hmm. to make in yeah. order to follow God's will for your life. And as we've you know been hearing, and this has been a common theme, uh, Emily, that you know you have to keep saying yes to God in simple steps of obedience yeah. uh, because you just have no clue where God's going to take you yeah. and how things are going to turn out. So with that, Caleb, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, this yeah. has been a amazing to hear your story and I'm sure there are many people out there that feel like you know I can never be a pastor new. I don't want to be up on stage speaking to a thousand people but I've got some really amazing practical skill sets and I want to use that for God so thank you Caleb for being here today no problem thank you guys for having me and yes, thank, thank you, you also for doing everything you do for the Mission Connect podcast without mm -hmm. you we wouldn't be able to speak to Have all the podcast. listeners we yes. talk to technically I'm on every episode that's right <laughs> yeah it's true. it's true thank you again so listen if you're listening Please remember to uh, subscribe uh, on iTunes. This way, every time we have new content, you will be notified. And also, you can uh, visit us on the website where all of our uh, sessions are available as well uh, for you to listen and download. It's passiontoreach.com. Uh, reach us on by email on uh, at info at passiontoreach.com. You can also reach us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, as always, please keep sending in your questions. We'd love answering your questions uh, every other podcast. And uh, just listening to your feedback um, makes such a difference for us so thank you again and uh, i hope you have a wonderful day thank you for tuning in for another episode of mission connect join us next week and if you haven't yet please subscribe to our podcast on itunes